Hello, 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 everyone. My name is Diamond Rivera of the Live Discussions with Diamond podcast, and you are tuned to a very, very special episode tonight. And before we get started, just to let you know, this episode is sponsored, and you can listen to this episode tonight on thubachataradio.com, where we will have this interview live right now in high quality. As well, everyone, after this interview, a link will be posted to donate to the DJ Cello Recovery Fund. Uh, wish Sammy a very speedy recovery. And now, people, tonight, we have a person that I consider not just a legend, not just a mentor, but a trailblazer, a trendsetter. Uh, many people know her as the J-Lo of Salsa, but I know her as Yesenia. Perata. Bo, 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 bo. <laughs> hey. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm excited to be here, man. I'm, I'm excited to be talking to you. There's no interview in this world that would be as special as this because there's so much history. Yes, history, exactly. I mean, not just for me being a spectator, 
watching you on stage, even as a young dancer myself, but at one point being taught by you. But the amazing stories we have of meeting one another, uh, and if it wasn't for Mr. David Melendez, the late David Melendez, a lot of this wouldn't be possible. But I think also what's important is that uh, you see a person that you taught at one point in your life now, you can understand how much you've inspired me. And me remembering memories of you uh, from back in those days of things you might not even notice, things you said that were forever like implanted, the facial expressions you made during routines that I kind of stole and would use. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. But, you know, you're saying, I think I know definitely tonight is special because it's a person like yourself that has inspired me so much. And now I have a platform to have you on to allow you to tell your story and your truth. You know, giving a glimpse of who you are, your highlights of your life, um, your experiences. Thank you. Right. Thank you. I'm so excited. I, I'm yeah. ready. And listen, you told me something right mm -hmm. before we went on. Yeah. That I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that you were chosen to be part of Fuerza Gigante. Yeah. I didn't know it, that. Yeah. It, it was... That, that story we'll get into because kind of, uh, not a summary, but a little look into it. It was kind of a tryout. And the thing was, um, you knew me when I was younger. I was more of a heavy set kid. I was kind of the outcast of that. But I remember David seeing something and kind of seeing how I would do. And from there, it would see, okay, if he can do this, then he's going to go forward. Um, right. And we'll definitely get to that because there was so much things that you didn't know that happened following that. And if it wasn't for that moment working with you at that time, I don't know where I would be as a dancer. But we'll get into that. But, you know, first things first, like I tell all of my guests during our interview, we'll be having some live comments coming in. You know, of course, with Facebook, sometimes it acts up, but you have someone here saying, hello, salsa, salsa. We're going to figure out who that is. Also, someone here, we're also going to figure out saying, Yesenia was my teacher, too. So I'm definitely gonna see who that is. But, um, <laughs> I don't want to cry. They better not yeah. start because no. I don't want to cry. I didn't, I didn't come here for that. <laughs> As well, we might have <laughs> I know you have your your wonderful pet here, Poochie. She's popular. <laughs> oh, that is a beautiful dog as well. Oh man, got so yes. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no worries. No worries. But, you know, I, definitely I think today uh, we'll get an understanding for many people who don't know really Yesenia. Of course, that's a dancer, but I think more importantly, Yesenia, the woman, the person beyond the dance, because I think that matters so much. I know that matters so much more because of the conversations we've had. Many dancers don't have those type of conversations with people they get to look up to. So I think a lot of things you're going to be telling us today are really going to hit home. So as I do with many of my guests, you're saying, I love asking, kind of taking us back before dance and who really was Yesenia, uh, all the way from New Jersey, because many people, are, again, people, she is not from New York. She is from New Jersey. So Jersey City. I, Jersey City. 
<laughs> to be exact. <laughs> so, you know, you're saying exact. Absolutely. So as we get started now, kind of give us a glimpse of who Yesenia was before dance came into your life, in a sense. Okay. To start, dance was always a part of my life. When I say always, I mean, my mother's playing salsa, my, my sister with her freestyle, my brother with his hip hop and break dancing every single day since I was born. You understand? Listen. I started talent shows fifth, fifth, yeah, no, 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 fifth, sixth, seventh grade. But before that, I was 13 when I did my first choreography, which was the Puerto Rican Parade. I, mm. I took a group of my friends, did choreography. Come on, if you if you watch Menudos, it's like Iri Chacon down the throat. You know what I mean? There was there was so much. We were like living. Like we were celebrities already. We were like on the same, you know, me and Iri Chacon were the same mm -hmm. in my house. You know what I'm saying? Like we never felt that was impossible. Anything was impossible. Mm. There's four of us, four kids. And my, my sister's strong, my brother's strong, I'm strong, my brother's strong, you know? And, and then we always have fun. We always dance. My sister was a go-go girl. There was listen. Not only that, we grew up in a building where there was like sixteen kids. Wow. We had menudo. We had a rock band. We had my sister was part of go-go's, the go-go's, mm -hmm. and I mean the performances. I was like six. So wow, uh, this is all like it's normal to me. It, it, that's why you see us. Oh, hold on. Let me just mm -hmm. open this. Door. Give me one second. I'll be right back, guys. Sorry. <laughs> again, everyone, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, right now, we have, again, Ms. Yesenia Parata on the program tonight. Adjust uh, me, people. Our discussion tonight is going to get really lively, really honest and transparent. And honestly, this is really a dream come true from a person that I've admired for honestly almost over 20 years. I am truly thankful that we have her on. And again, we have Yesenia. Hi. I'm sorry. No, no worries. The studio, you know, the studio's busy, man. Thank God. Yo, like I was saying, okay. So you see that my brother and I, we're not cocky. We're humble. We're people. Oh, my God, the cockiness that people get for no reason. I remember in the beginning when I was, you know, come on, mommy. People would go crazy and stuff, and I would be offended because I'm not a doctor. I didn't. Like, I don't do heart surgery. I didn't mm -hmm. save anybody's life. What are you talking about? You want an autograph. You know what I'm saying? That's the mm -hmm. way I was. And I was verbal about it because we're humble. You know, where other people will be like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you understand? Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm a fighter for being humble. And, and we grew up like that. And we're still like that. Eso no va a cambiar. You know? So before dancing, I was walking. I had learned how to walk. Mm -hmm. After that, <laughs> the rest is When I was 13, I was the, the Puerto Rican thing I did. The Puerto, first of all, we walked 
the whole Puerto Rican parade. And then we performed in City Hall. You're never going to guess what we performed to. What? Straight hip hop. Mm. Sasa was not on the agenda till I was 20. So the people were a big part of it. Yeah. Because I sat there for a month at my brother's studio in the beginning. And I was just there. You know, I had my daughter, which you know. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I was just there chilling. And then I got really cool with the people. And they're like, come on, come on. And I was like, nah. You know, but I've always been a dancer. I've always been a performer. Yeah. So one day, Chacho, and se cambió la vaina, bro. Like that. I just got up. Bro, when you're watching, when you're sitting there and you're watching basics. Yeah. For three, four months without even, like, I wasn't watching it, trying to learn it. Because I learned it in the first view. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But. It, yeah. It's like, I never really thought, I didn't think that I was going <laughs> to any of this. Any of this, any of this. I don't think. Well, I know none of us. None of us have this plan. Like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna be the yeah. top. We win competitions, you know. Yeah. The competition. <laughs> it, it, it's fun time. Yes, That's absolutely. How we I think for me, like, even though me starting dance around ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, me seeing how the dance scene was, a lot of us even at a younger age as we're dancing, a lot of us don't see it as like, oh my God, this is the end all be all. We're going to be these dancers. It just, a, a lot of times it naturally happens. And it's for me seeing your story and understanding so far that if this wasn't pre-planned, it just happened naturally. And I think that was even better. Facts, facts, facts. Yeah. Listen, I was a paralegal for nine years. I was an uh, administrative assistant for four years. I worked at an eye doctor. I worked full time the entire time. I never mm. stopped working. I was always human. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was a human being just like everybody else. Same struggle, same shit. I love to do this. This makes me feel like that. And I teach it. That don't make me better. It might make, it might make me interesting. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But everything came naturally. And I'm talking about everything, you know, like, yeah. listen, you know, I went to Panama for the MS treatment. I don't mean to jump around, but that's a third world country. Everybody yeah. was against it. Everyone, my doctors, my family, my friends, my student, like, what? Well, everybody went crazy. And I'm like, yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what what I'm going to wear. Yeah. You know what happened? Because of my bravery, Ruben Blades invited me to, well, his, his head honcho that mm -hmm. runs everything, his acres of land, picked me up. He took me to Ruben's house. I went swimming in his pool. Listen, it was so crazy that the operation, I had a little operation done. Mm -hmm. This was like not even 72 hours after my operation. I called my doctor to see if I could mm -hmm. get in the pool in Ruben Blades house. Wow. How, you know, but that's only, that's one story. I got a oh, lot yeah. of them. And the thing is, 
God, God works like that, man. God, oh, God is work. God, <laughs> he knocked me out with this, man, because this everything my whole life. But like you said, really, God has a plan for everything. He puts you in positions to see how you're going to persevere. And, you know, I think, again, when we have a story like yours that has been through so much in your life and even going through adversity later on and still persevering, that shows the true grit, the true, um, this is a, it's, a, it's a success story, you know, and you. for me now, so my question now is, how did you kind of, I mean, like you said, with your brother, but your family's already in dance. And you talked about as you were in Ishmael's studio and at, you weren't even dancing. You were just watching over time. And then you're like, you know, I know how to do this already. Wow. Everybody was young. Everybody was young. And we were all like, ah, la, la. Yeah. 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 And then no. what? <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, when you're in this type of life or when you started, when did you feel like, hey, now I can actually start performing? Because like you said, you're already learning it and then you start kind of getting in kind of the, the atmosphere of it. When did you come to that point? You could say like, hey, I want to start performing because that's a bit, that's a different thing of just taking classes and taking that step to now performing. Um, From the first day I stood up. I performed <laughs> that same month in Los Angeles, mm. 98, 98, 99. Yeah. Wow. That's a natural dancer. I didn't yeah. study. I mean, I looked to, so that, I, you know, obviously you have to kind of yeah. like know what's going on because I don't dance salsa. And exactly. I, I wasn't obsessed with salsa at that time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The musicians and their stories and their passion was right there with me. Like La Lupe, numero yeah. uno. She is the reason I said, directo, my aretes and my freaking tacos yeah. and everything. I'm La Lupe, you know, finally. I never had that before. Mm. That, yeah. that, that's what took me. And then Hector Lavo, and then the music, the music, the music, the music itself. You know, it Ooh. took over my life, and that's it. And I'm stuck on salsa. Shout out to Earl. <laughs> yes, my brother <laughs> Earl Rush. So then you're saying, yeah, like you said, 98, 99, you start yeah. now performing. What were those initial experiences like from when you just at the studios, but now you're traveling the world, not just even your local shows, but now you're like, traveling what were those initial experiences like for people to understand <laughs> i'm trying to think not not to say this i'm like what else yeah. no no it was straight up party time we partied at the airports we would dance in the airports we would dance everywhere it was a party because all of our friends were all together me my brother my sister mm -hmm. and he danny you know and, and it was, we were living a crazy dream. I mean, listen, when we went to Curaçao, mm -hmm. that was, was that 2000? That might have been 2000. When we got there, they picked us up in a little van or whatever, and then they, they yeah. had newspapers you know, around. We grabbed the newspaper, 
big ass picture of us in the newspaper in Curaçao. Like, yeah, <laughs> instant. It was instant. Look what I'm talking about. 2000, yeah. and in 2000, I went to Italy too. First time, I went international yeah. right away. That's God's and work. God's work. It it truly is. And and what I think people should also understand while hearing what you're saying and saying that is. If it wasn't for groups like Caribbean Soul and artists like yourself that paved that way in order for, because if, if it wasn't for groups like yourself, Santarico, Yamule, and other groups from the past as well, that were the first groups now getting that attention globally, we don't know where the scene would be at right now because you, like you said, who was thinking about Curaçao back in 2000 in the Salsa Company? Who was thinking about Italy? But Italy and Curacao were thinking about us because they saw acts like yourself that were oh. giving it their And it's just like, that that's something I always wanted to tell you was that impact. I don't know if you ever like took that time to sit down and like think like, wow. It, I went to Curacao, Italy and all of these other places back in 2000, in the two, early 2000s and realizing we're in 2021. And you're seeing how salsa has just like transformed. And, you know, honestly, I just, again, big ups to you. Um, you. Again, being that trail, being one of those trailblazers. Thank you, man. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it, man. I really do. I think that the evolution, the evolution of, of the scene, the dancers and everything, you know, I was, um, I was interviewed not too long ago with someone from London and I told them that I was watching a video of me and my brother when we won Sábado 47. That was again 2000. Yo, I could go back to 2000 and it'll take up this whole hour just to let you know. <laughs> yeah. We did um, Sábado 47, uh, Medio Día or something, whatever. I'm watching the video because I posted it and I'm like looking at me and my brother solo in a friggin' yeah. nationwide TV show, 99, 2000. We look so hip hop. I was like, I know the older generation of salseros, like De La Bata, like really, they looked at us like, that's not salsa, what the hell are they dancing? Boom, evolution, which is what's going on now with the dancers. Yes. But you know what? With those types of evolutions, there's gonna be one that mm -hmm. has the talent. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And it just gotta you just gotta be patient with it and, and forget about even thinking about that. Just enjoy where you are, where you're doing that that energy, the music, the music, the music, hundred percent. Hands down. That's everything. Absolutely, absolutely. And so then now my question is, you know, with your time in Caribbean soul and you working with them. I know there came a point then you kind of uh, did your own thing afterwards. But before we really get into that, I really now want to get into the story of how we met, but also through how you came to uh, be with Starlight Dance Studio at that time. And I think it was in the early 2000s, maybe 2001, 2002, if I'm not mistaken, um, and yeah, how did, how did, no, you talking about when I went to Starlight, yeah. that was, um, 2002. Oh my yes. God. It was 2002. It was 2001 into 2002. Yes. 
And what what was that experience like of coming into that school and just with David? David, is that David? He's so brilliant. You know what I mean? Like, listen, I was a, 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 I was dancing. You know, I was just dancing with my brother, and David was like, "Jasenia, eh, you want to work with this team?" I never work with kids. Never, yeah. <laughs> ever. David threw me to the wolves. Oh, like, boom, let me see what you got. Here's it. All right, starting with Fuerza Gigante. Hold on. Let me, let me hold on. I need to sit down for this. Starting <laughs> with Fuerza Gigante. No, because David, he set me up. Everything you see I'm going through and everything I've accomplished and everything, David set me up. And he mm. knew he was setting me up. Listen. Come here, mommy. He called me and asked me to help him with Fuerza Gigante, which is the first dance company I worked with, which mm -hmm. you were a part of. Yes. You know, help him with the choreography. And then, so, you know, I would go to the Bronx every Saturday. So for an adventure, working with kids, he opened up a world that, listen, a salsa, kids that grow up and, and mm -hmm. generations and the family and just, he showed me earlier on in my career the great parts of having salsa in your life and teaching mm. kids. That was his main focus. Listen, then after we do Fuerza Gigante, oh, and that's when I did that, that with Nas, right? Yes, that was, yeah, that was definitely that. That was definitely that routine. I remember vividly. I when know, that was when we see what I'm gonna see. Yep. That routine when we performed in the tent in LA when they had the tent. Wait, wait. You got Fuerza Gigante performed in the LA Congress, that routine? Yes. That routine specifically. Whoa. I really, really, really want to see it. That I just see it. I want to see it too. Cause I know I remember vividly was at the LA Salsa Congress. When he had it in the tent, I remember even meeting Andy Cruz back then. Like it was that long ago. Yes, even, even here, Venus from Venus here. Venus Lanier even said, "Yes, I, yes, I, yes. yes. the one that has <laughs> I know I can yep. be what I want to be." You know how uh, hard it was to pick which child was gonna do that. Mm -hmm. It was difficult. Mm -hmm. And, and no, David just threw me in there like, man, these are the kids, this is the song, la, 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 let's work on this. And David, David, David. Oh my God, I didn't know that Fuerza Gigante performed in LA. But anyway, I did the Nas. And look, look, I came into the game with a Nas remix. And you yeah. know what? When I won, I won a competition in 99, and that's why I went to the Puerto Rico Congress. Mm -hmm. In that competition, I used Nas. You can hate me now, yeah. but I can't stop now. <laughs> Ma, yes. Um, but you see, Yesenia, what I noticed too is that the reason those projects worked was because they had a message. It wasn't a gimmick. It was more of, because, and now I'm going to tell this story briefly. I remember meeting you, and I remember David had put me in this group because I begged him. I wanted to be in Junior Heartbreak Boys, but he said, you can't do that until you do this. And I remember vividly, this is something you don't know. 
I remember in that first rehearsal, I couldn't, and you remember, I couldn't get it. There was a girl who was, there was two girls there as well in Fuesa or learning the routines. I remember one of them saying vividly, why are you here? You don't know how to dance. And I remember when I heard that and I was like, I remember that day I was upset. And I remember vividly a few minutes after you were looking at me and you saw me doing it and I remember you came up to me. I don't. I doubt you remember this. And I remember you came up to me and you said, you need to feel it out there because you being who you are, you want to be noticed, you need to give it your all. Don't be listening to nobody else. You played too much. You were like a little rascal in class, bro. You think I don't remember? <laughs> I remember you. I remember. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, for me, it was like, you know what? a person like yourself that noticed me and just talked to me, that was the kind of like, okay, I need to get it together. And then I remember, cause they didn't call it for us at first. It was a production routine because that was the same year the older sweethearts were leaving, the heartbreak boys were leaving, the new ones were coming in. So everything was really changing. So me, that specific routine going to LA, I was like 11 years old and I'm like, wait, so if I perform and I give it my all and I give all these facial expressions and I feel the music, I could travel. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this. This is it. This is it. And it was like, yes. And even we're going to give a big shout out to Miss Amanda Ciprian, all the way from Starlight Dance Studio saying this was the company class. Definitely remember that's what it was called. But you're saying, and I, and I tell oh, this story. Yes, I definitely... <laughs> had to tell you this story because it was you just having a conversation with me and me realizing someone notices that I'm at least trying, but knows actually how to talk to me. That was the difference. You know what's another thing I did at Starlight? You know, oh, yo, David, he just taught me so much and he don't even, he, well, he did know it because he set it up. Anyway, well, not all of it, but <laughs> Miriam. Miriam, Gallardo, Michelle. Yeah. She was part of Fuesa, no? No, she was part of my she class. Was she was, but she was, yeah, but she was, I remember she was a sweetheart, like one of the originals. She was also in yeah. the company. Wow. Well, she took, you know, she was part of my classes, my girls' class or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, it was styling, you know, all girls. And she kept messing up, which was weird because Miriam's friggin' phenomenal, yeah. right? So she's little, but she's like, something's wrong with her. So I pull over and she starts bawling. I'm talking about crying, crying, crying. Like, <laughs> I was like, Miriam, what's the matter? She's like, eh. she was having problems at home. And I gave her um, calling cards every week mm-hmm. so she could call me. Call me, mm-hmm. um, don't worry. You know, everything, you know what I mean? And I know about all that type of stuff. So a little girl like that, so talented, you know, sweet, that little girl, you know what I mean? I wasn't going to leave her feeling the way she was feeling. And where did I get that from? That type of, that just showed my character. And I'm showing it to myself. Why? Because of David. Because David put me in that situation where I was able, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no fake in it, man. And naturally, God is going to take care of you. You know what I mean? Everything you do comes back double. 
And I am proof of that. Because everything, you know, but look. I mean, yeah, I had to go through my struggles and, you know, MSs. Pero, huh, yo tengo un Dios más grande que eso. So, yeah. what are you saying? What are you saying? That I could go on vacation? Which is what I did. <laughs> I moved to Puerto Rico. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's why you flip it. You flip it if anything's coming down, blah, blah. And and it's worked for me. And my sanity is here. You know what I mean? Que yo no me volví loca because with the type of, como se dice, obstacles yeah. that you go through in life, I, mucha gente se pueden caer. You know what I mean? Pero yo soy una guerrera. You know what I mean? And God and God placed me with David and David, you know, I was I was teaching at Starlight when Albert Torres invited me to Hong Kong by myself. Mm. Lady Stephen. What? I didn't go like I didn't do anything. <laughs> I was in the Bronx. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And then David, you know, David was happy, and I was traveling a lot with David. My God, David, David and Albert are the two people that really put it in stone. Because, you know, after Starlight, I came out, you know, I opened up schools over here, and yeah. I had taught kids. I've been teaching kids ever since. Yeah, absolutely. No, and, and now we will get into that. But also realizing, even after your time, with Starlight, and also I think I believe this is Liana saying that's my DP. We're gonna figure that out as well. I know that's her, but um, now understanding you had your work with Caribbean Soul, um, you had you had your success as well with your collaborations, like we show we showed with uh, Frankie Diaz, even the work you did with Frankie Martinez at this. I believe yeah. it was Southport, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, for me too, as a young kid, I'm watching your progression from you at one point being my teacher, building that relationship and then saying, man, I want to see what this woman's going to do next. And just seeing then you were doing your solo work, then you were doing your collaborations work with different uh, leads. Then you, yeah, it was, it was always something. And that's what I appreciate. <laughs> Come here, mommy. Um, give me one second. I think my baby wants water. No Two seconds. Okay. Two seconds. I know what you want, mommy. more. And again, we are back with Yesenia Parata. And yeah, Yesenia, I mean, as we were talking, um, realizing that even after your work with Caribbean Soul, you branding, having your own brand, 
And I think it was really important during those years because I think for a while, a long time, the salsa scene was a male dominant sector. And realizing, and me as a young kid, I saw it, but then realizing around the 2000s and going forward, women like yourself and so many others that were paving the way uh, that were those names that people knew, but also, like you said, people like Albert Torres and others when you're going to Hong Kong and different countries, now people are remembering you and people are learning your style and taking your classes. And what were those experiences like for you then, you being your you own know, brand and traveling? You know what was the weirdest thing for me? Yo, my first private ever, you can ask my brother, was the shoulder movement. I didn't even know I was doing something different. I didn't even understand what they wanted me to teach them. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, but then, I, how am I supposed to teach something I never taught? You know what I mean? So I'm teaching how to teach while I'm teaching. Mm. That's the truth. That's the truth. And a lot of the things that I did, the hair whips, the shoulders, yes. the touches, like that. So, but, huh? No, I'm saying it's all you because it's not like you're, you learned that kind of from someone else and made it, it was just naturally you. Mm -hmm. So, I love teaching it. Listen, let me tell you something. Teaching is my number one thing. I, (laughs) performing, yo no me estoy muriendo because I can't perform right now. I wouldn't want to be performing right now. You know, it's got like, he, he placed everything at the right time. You know, I can't spin right now. I don't need to spin right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, there was a time I was doing 19 turns in one. Remember yeah. New York Congress? Yeah. Like nothing. I don't need that. You know what I mean? And, and God, he just, he gave me a gift. And I ran for friggin' decades with it. Mm. And it was all in fun. Never has it ever. Come on, me and my brother, we went to Brazil. Listen, they asked me for autographs. They had a line and everything. And I'm like, I, <laughs> how do you even put that in your head? Like, what do you, what, what? I got mad at the promoter. And then they had to talk to me like, oh, you got to do it. La, la. I'm like, how am I, sign autographs. Like, yeah. I'm just not here for that. I'm not here for that. And I think that people that take advantage of people mm-hmm. that are like that, their character is garbage. Hello? No, yeah, I can definitely hear you. I mean, and what what I think too is a rarity is your honesty. Meaning is the transparency. You are who you are, whether you're on stage or off. And I think Absolutely. that became a lost art form later down the road, especially in the scene as I grew into it. I wouldn't say everyone, but I've noticed dancers that I've seen five years ago and five years later, you don't even recognize them. You and I both. But I'll tell you the same way, and I'm just like this, the same I was, I was like this in high school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm friends with 
My character has never changed. My values have never changed. Mm-hmm. Same. I don't even know what you're talking about because my bank account disagrees with you. Okay. <laughs> and I, yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't see the necessity to, I don't know. I just, you know, yo estoy en lo mío y la mía la música and I throw on cha-cha and teaching mm-hmm. is what I do. You know what's crazy? Going to Hong Kong. Not Hong Kong, Singapore. Mm. That, that was crazy. That was 2007. That was, to me, that's yeah. yesterday. Mm. You know? Teaching. And bueno, in Hong Kong, it was crazy too because I didn't have a translator. There was no translator. And I had 200, 200 Chinese girls that didn't speak English or Spanish. <laughs> Pero, yeah, it was interesting. And I got it and I did it and they danced. Pero Singapore, because, because I was so far in my career. Mm-hmm my career you know what i mean when i went to hong kong in 2002 that was right before franklin i'm talking about like three months before franklin so it was like i was in the routine hello i was working at starlight i was doing this i was doing that caribbean Mm -hmm. soul canada with david and it was just like non-stop but in 2007 my brother and i in berlin Mm. That's it. Arroz con, arroz con, con habichuela and everything under, you know, everything under the sun. That choreography mm. from Puerto Rico to Venezuela. You know, everything, listen, let me tell you something. Everything I do has a purpose, has a meaning. I don't do things to do things just because, hey, let's just, you know, it's quick, let's do whatever. Yeah. No, I don't do it like that. You know, and and it's paid off, it's paid off, it's paid off because the quality of what I do. Mm. 20 years later, 22 years later, they're still talking about it. You know what I Absolutely. mean? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I'm proud, about that. I'm proud about everything, man. I'm proud about everything, but it's for fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. What I feel <sighs> with the music, it's the music, point blank. Dancing is secondary to me. Yeah. That might be what makes me different between, mm-hmm. you know, what makes me different from other dancers. That for a lot of dancers, music is like secondary to dance. They want to dance, they want to dance. Like, what are you dancing to, boo? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's a different understanding that I have. And it, and it's, it comes down to music, but I always grew up with music, so. This is like another day in my house. Yeah. Again, my I, sister, I think... Mm-hmm. My sister and my brother used to compete in breakdancing on cardboard boxes in the street in Jersey City. My sister used to knock them all out the box. That's how good she was. Pop, mm-hmm. lock, freestyle, whatever. Yeah, we were very musical, man. And... Damn. The 80s. Yeah. I lived it. You know, God brought me here just in time. Just in time that I could take the juices from yeah. the different genres, even old school salsa and mm-hmm. old school hip hop, some freestyle house music, blah blah blah. Come on, that it, it all comes down to music. Period. 
Absolutely. No, because, and I, I think that's a really key point because now people can understand where your style comes from because it comes from multiple facets from the music side of the different music you love, also the culture that's around you from the hip hop, from the freestyle and everything kind of intertwines. I think, like you said, um, everything happens for a reason. You had those moments for a reason. I mean, even while you were uh, traveling the world, really inspiring a new generation of female dancers. And I, that's that's different because years later, I can still see ladies that have your style. And really, I feel like they pay homage to your style, whether I've seen them social dances or regular performances as well. There's always little things that always remind me of like, wow, they have that little something that I remember, especially from Yesenia. So now kind of fast forwarding um, after like the late 2000s, uh, going really into now 2010, around that time period, and as you talked about earlier, your battles uh, with MS. And of course, from being a woman that's traveled the world and now dealing with this, I mean, if you would, if you don't mind giving us an understanding of how you were able to internalize and really persevere from this. Well, let me tell you, I was in and out of the hospital for three years, from mm -hmm. 2007 to 2010. Mm -hmm consistently they have no clue they had no clue they had no clue the hospital in newark sent me home because they didn't they had no clue anyway it was a long freaking ride so when the doctor told me it was a mess i wasn't devastated i mean everyone's been devastated around me from the beginning the doctors were de devastated the nurses and i'm saying they're like all right so what do i have to do Mm -hmm. I don't get stuck on the problem. Yes. What, what am I going to say? So it wasn't, it was just like, it wasn't, it, I think that if it would have been another dancer, it would have probably devastated the living, mm. everything out of them, you know? Yeah. And I think it's only human. But I think because I did everything I did, I've done, I lived what I lived and everything, like, okay, what does that mean? Then I started my research. That's all it meant. I started my research from the freaking hospital bed. Mm. No, the doctors didn't know too much. To, to top everything off. The doctor didn't yeah. know too much. <laughs> then I find, then I start getting worse. Mm -hmm. And I mean, MS is like the number one disabling disease among adults. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling, I'm like, I, why I I'm gonna get a disease that's like the number one disabling disease in the world or in the country? Okay, here we go with another mission. Yeah. God put me on another mission, and I knew it. Mm. And it's okay because my character will get me through it all, and it did. So I went. I started. I put together the event at BB King's. Yes. That was in 2012. That was two years after I got diagnosed. And oh God, oh my God, oh my God. That's yeah. I, 
I, I was so emotional. I couldn't even like get on stage and say thank you to everyone. Over a thousand people, all the musicians volunteering. It was una cosa de friggin' película. You know what I mean? Like it was like really. And all I had to do was make a call. I had someone in charge of the dancers. I had someone in charge of the. I put it together. Mm. Being sick. God Almighty, God, okay, God, he's like, yeah, he knows I'm strong. So he's like, let's see what you do now. And listen, I did that event. I raised 19,000. And then Marcus Nieves, shout out to him. He did another event in Jersey, also helped me out. Because of the salsa scene, I was able to go to Puerto Rico, I mean, to Panama, get this treatment. That treatment didn't get me, you know, no me curo tanto, pero me curo yeah. enough that I come to Puerto Rico by myself, right? Yeah. Me and Pucci and Montaña by myself and Fenma. Imagínate eso. God is with me. I wasn't scared. I never doubted what I would, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was, I was, I started getting a little, that when I started not feeling, <laughs> not feeling good. Yeah. After a while, you know what I mean? Because, okay, está bien, I know you've done everything. I mean, I, I just felt like God was like, Yesenia, sit down. So I never I never felt like I was cheated. I never felt like, mm -hmm. I felt like this was life. Life is like this. You gotta, there's always gonna be challenges. It's about how you could, per per you know, persevere them. And, <laughs> you, bueno, ahora no puedo hablar, pero, yeah. Yeah, so I, so you know, I don't get stuck on the problem. Mm -hmm. I don't get stuck on the problem. I see the problem, I find the solution, and that's my focus. The solution. And look, how is it possible? I could, I never thought I was gonna dance again. The doctors said no. They said no again. Yeah. You know, which I understand is that this MS thing is serious, man. Yeah. So with uh, with the treatment that I did in Panama. Then I came back three years later, I moved to Puerto Rico because I wasn't doing great enough to be living here with this fast life. And you know how it is, the scene and, and, and you know, it's always like too much traqueteo. I needed yeah. silence, calm, coconuts, mangoes, and all that type stuff. And that's what I did. I moved out there in 2015 Yo, I got. I moved out there in 2015, and in 2018, three years later, I found a doctor after a long search. Turns mm -hmm. out this doctor is Andy Montañez's daughter's doctor because she has MS. Mm -hmm. So with that, I was like, oh, you're my doctor. And he was so <laughs> No, he flipped when he saw my videos. He was like, oh, no, we got to get her on this treatment right now this was yeah. in november i remember it was november 2018 we gotta get on the, her on the streaming right now oh yeah infusions mm -hmm. i didn't have to go through i sat there and they put me in a fusion the nurses did my toes and my nails and my eyebrows and i'm sitting there like eh, eh. <laughs> this is what i did this is what he did mm. nobody thought i was gonna move to puerto rico and get better uh, hmm. it, did I get better? I came back dancing. That this is like, ya, okay. Es como que papá Dios se luce a veces. You know what I mean? Like, calm, hold. What? Oh my God! And that's been my life. 
So what am yeah. I? What am I mad about? What, what, what are you doing? You know what I mean? I got something to teach. I got something to share. And you don't even understand how much the payment from you guys, the students, you, the that's the real payment right there, hundred percent. Eh, como se dice agradecimiento, right? Mm -hmm. That you guys have. It leaves me speechless. Like I don't even know how to respond because I was just chilling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, no, and I agree because what I noticed throughout the years, like what I said, you were always the same. And just like you said earlier with you and your brother, that humble attitude and realizing that you didn't have to force conversations on kids. You didn't have to force the inspiration. Okay, because we realized too, like at dance schools, we would get different teachers that would come in and work with us. And I'm going to be honest, there were teachers that taught at Starlight after you that never had the same impact. The only other person was Ed Rivera, who was teaching me from, from that time anyway. But yeah. you and Ed were so important because you showed that you cared. Because a lot of us were in this dance school with dozens of other kids. So what makes us special? And sometimes it's just those conversations, like you said, from then you having your own company, your own groups like with Sangre Nueva and different groups, you get to impact different people different ways, whether they're kids or whether they're adults. And then now realize without, like you said, mm -hmm. without even trying. Yes. That's not it's not not even has it not been a focus, it's not even been a thought. Like I'm gonna do this because then you know they'll they'll feel like that. I mean, the only thing that I want to do is I want to teach you how to do this because I want you to feel what I'm feeling and mm -hmm. to see kids get there. Priceless, priceless. Yeah, and, and that's that's like, how that over and over and over and over again with yeah. what I do. I mean, you've created so many memories and it was really special. Like I told you, I followed your journey from even when you were first started dancing, understanding how everything happened when you were doing your Senior's Dance Factory, when you're doing Sagre Nueva, when uh, then you were still doing your other projects when I would see you at Texas Salsa Congress and so many yeah. routines you've done following then your journey with MS and the trip to Puerto Rico and living in Puerto Rico, the trips to Panama. But for me too, what was so special was then following those years after, seeing you coming back to New York, coming back to New Jersey, to those events and seeing your face and like, yes, she did it. She made it because what you said resonates. If it was another female dancer or another dancer, mentally, a lot of people would just time out and tap out and allow- and it, it yeah, not even dancers, just like humans, man. Yeah. It's hard. It's a difficult, difficult. And then your family doesn't understand and your friends. I like it's one of the worst. It could have been. I mean, with me, it wasn't because I could care what anybody thinks. A hundred percent. Listen, I make my decisions. I always have. But there's more vulnerable people. Yo soy fuerte, yo lo sé. That when, you know, when they got something like that going on, 
it's not easy and, and there's no there's no hope yeah there wasn't there wasn't that's a problem that people with MS they feel like there's no hope mm. but do your research do your research do your yeah. research you know what I mean I, I I refuse listen I never took pills I never well no mm -hmm. let me stop lying let me let me talk about the treatment real quick in the beginning they try to give me pills because you know it's part of the treatment yeah. different colors and blah 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 and I was like I didn't feel nothing and I'm sitting there because I felt fine you know yeah. three months before I got diagnosed I, I performed at the um 90s concert at the Mohegan Theater at uh, Arena in Connecticut 90s mm -hmm. concert three months you're talking about three months and then three months I, I get diagnosed my lights out like that no, I don't think so. I did a friggin' calendar after I got diagnosed. And actually I did two calendars after I got diagnosed. Cause those were projects I already had in the in the makings or whatever. And then I went to LA. I went on a friggin' tour with our Latin thing. We went to um Vegas, mm -hmm. LA, and then I stayed in LA with my friends. This was after I was diagnosed, right after. No, I don't think so. I'm doing my research, I'm finding out blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? No te siente, you know what I mean? If you got a challenge in front of you, I'm a bull, I'm a Taurus. My birthday is coming up. Hey, okay. listen, I'm a bull. So I'm a go, I'm gonna go. Mm -hmm. I, it ain't that easy to keep me down. Mm -hmm. And and you know what? I wasn't feeling good in Puerto Rico. When I was in Puerto Rico, I wasn't there looking like, Oh, I'm gonna find the cure here, and this is it. Yeah. This is where it's gonna go down. No, I was okay with my reality. Yeah. Like I said, I've done newspapers, I've done magazines, I've done calendars, I've traveled the world. I've done, I've done a lot. I've done radio. Ja, Jasenia, sit down. So I wasn't on a mission. I wasn't on a pursuit or anything. I just wanted to. That's it. This is where I'm at. That's it. But then I started feeling worse mm. and worse. And worse. And then I said, I gotta find a doctor. Finally. And then, you know what I mean? I found this doctor. He gave me this infusion. And life is back. To, and I'm here. I'm at the studio right now. How? How? God. Yeah, I, that's it. I live my life on God and music, and I'll be fine. Yo me mudé sola con con yeah. radio in my <laughs> I had music blasted every day. Hey, hey, hey. Everybody knew. There's a girl from New York here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Preparate, get out of my face. Que pasa? Let me stop. You know I'm not friendly. I'm joking. I'm joking. But, no, it's, it's all love. It's all love. Yeah, but eso es lo que. Y que más? For, for me, you're saying I just realized and kind of uh, getting a glimpse of your journey from really the beginning until presently now and seeing just how you persevered through so much. Because um, from just being a person, hey, who was just around your brother's studio to kind of saying picking this up to then it becoming a passion to then it becoming something you do for work. You're traveling the world, but at a time that was so crucial because it was artists like yourself uh, and so many others that I remember and I know personally that again became those central figures. When people talked about Jersey, you are one of those names that I know that people remember because 
if it wasn't for you and many others, we don't know where our scene would be today. And realizing, like you said, these past few years that you've been able to really return to the scene. And of course, with COVID kind of stopping everything last year. But my question now, before we get into the segment that I have called The Randoms, is from everything you've been a part of, everything you've been able to do, and leading up to this point now in 2021, what are th- what is something you really look back on from everything that, like, what's really the biggest lesson that you've learned from your journey? Lesson? Yes. What's the biggest lesson I've learned about my journey? That I wasn't wrong. Mm. That's that that says so it says so much. It does because I wasn't wrong. Yeah. I can't believe it. I'm you know, I have privates this week and you know I'm teaching again and listen, I have so many friends internationally. I have uh, flights on stamp uh, waiting. People are waiting. Yeah. And I'm ready, but Corona says not right now. And that's fine because lo que yo tengo, eso no se va. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Eso no, eso no viene. This is this is who I am and this is what I do. And if you want to learn, let's go. Y ya. Y vamos a gozar de lo que hay. And that's it. And I wasn't wrong. I wasn't wrong. I went to Puerto Rico. I live by, I live by myself in Puerto Rico. I swear to God, who? I'm from Jersey. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing. Bronx, Jersey, New York, Brooklyn, everything. It's the same. Yeah. What? East Coast. I moved to Puerto Rico by myself and I got myself a driver. I found, you know, that whatever, whatever I needed. I got the best doctor I needed. Who? I never thought I would move to a little island and actually find something that's going to bring me back. I wasn't wrong. I wasn't wrong. And you know what? You know what's crazy? That it wasn't wrong because I didn't go. Como se dice? I wasn't wrong because that decision confirmed a bunch of different aspects in my life. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know what I need in my life and what I don't need in my life. I know how to handle, you know what I'm saying? How to take care of myself without, and I knew that. Mm-hmm. I knew that I was going to arrive to Puerto Rico and I was going to find whatever I needed. I went to physical therapy over there. I mean, Zumba classes over there. I wasn't, I wasn't on vacation, vacation, but those things that I did, yeah. I wasn't wrong. They weren't torment. I wasn't like, oh my god, I gotta go do this. Yeah. No, 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 no. Let's go. What? Yeah. What? One time, one time, um, because they would pick me up at my house. You know, I say, "Udo mio, I have Medicare because yeah. I've always worked." Like I said, mm-hmm. "Thank God for that." And that's another reason why I could move to Puerto Rico because my disability is I. You know what I'm saying? Because I've always worked. So. One time, um, the transportation guy, you know, he came to pick me up. And you know me, I take control of the radio. The radio's yeah. always on. Not a, like, hello. <laughs> so 
So I put on, there was some reggaeton song on. So I start singing the reggaeton song and I'm recording myself. And I, and I go like this and he's singing. So I, then I turn it off, you know, ha ha he, he's like, you don't even know how horrible my day has been. You, right, I can't believe I was just singing. Like I was so mad and you made me feel better. Oh my God. Sin querer queriendo. Mm. That's magic. <laughs> I, I mean, no, honestly, but... everything about you is magic. I, I, in my opinion. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope to see you, man. But yeah, I think that that's it. Like, I wasn't wrong. I mm -hmm. wasn't wrong about a lot of things. And time tells all. And look, mm -hmm. this proves it. This proves oh, yeah. it. No, it, it definitely does because you realize too, and we know throughout the many years in this salsa scene, whether it's East Coast, West Coast, or globally, there are many artists we don't see anymore. Because over the years with the scene, people really kind of go back to, quote unquote, their normal lives and just kind of go along with the flow. But realizing artists like artists like yourself, that you're, you understand there are people that still want to see you, that still want to work with you, that feel so inspired by you. I mean, just even watching your videos on Instagram, loving to see the privates that you're doing, and seeing those dancers right beside you smiling or having a great time. That's what's exactly. most important. So, I mean, yeah. realizing, again, that no matter the teaching setting, whether it was in the early 2000s, in the mids, even now in 2021, you still have that magic. You know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, understanding your journey, but from you. Because in all of your life experiences, you are the common denominator. Whether we can give everything to God, ultimately it's you that chooses where your path is going to go. And realizing, just hearing it from you, everything you've been able to accomplish, everything that you've been through, or the things that we've been able to hear, is special because we've even said it and agreed, not many people would be able, not many would be able to survive that. It would just break them down. And a lot of times, it's just how you grew up, your mentality, that bull mentality. Yeah. You know, I, I, I met many people. That I grew up with. Absolutely, 100%. Absolutely. Yep. You know, and, Pero, and now. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, dime. No, what were you going to say? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> so, actually, you know what? I have one last question before I get to this segment. What is something, you know, when our scene comes back to some type of normalcy? What is something that you want to see change within this dance community from your experience? I want to see the dancers fall in love with music again. Mm. And I mean, when it comes to salsa or even bachata, because it's, it's a lo mismo, huh? you know what I'm saying? Salsa and bachata, because you cannot. All right, for, this is an example. Dancers, like let's say a ballerina. A ballerina's focus is dance. That's it. They don't focus on the music or who's sing who's playing what or where, nothing. Producer what? Think they do what they do. The salsa scene, the Latin scene, 
they need to come out of that mentality because the music is the jackpot. That's the treasure, the feeling. Listen, do some research, fall in love with the, I mean, listen, the thing is that it's hard for me because I can't put people in my shoes because my brother was already involved. And you know, Luis Segarra, shout out to him. He was our neighbor, he was like my cousin. He taught my brother, like, not everybody has that growing up, right? Mm -hmm. Pero ahora, research. Just read up and watch La Lupe, Celia Cruz, La uh, Cheo. Find mm -hmm. out a little bit of their stories and their songs, because there's a story behind their songs. And oh, that feeling, God, you don't even understand. I can't even describe it. Like for real, I think that dance instructors should be like essential workers. Mm. Because I, I what agree. I see is people being interested. Yeah. And learning about the passion. I mean, you have to find the passion to find it, right? Mm -hmm. It's not gonna fall on your lap because you wanna do a Susie Q. Do some research, man, because the stories are amazing and the musicians, my God, the musicians, they played a big part of everything. And yeah. you know, I'm talking to you about one lane of my career. Cause yeah. at the same time, I have other lanes going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. All in fun, all in fun with the mentality of get that that passion and spread it and spread it and spread it and spread it. And listen, gozamo, gozamo la freaking vida. Mm. We enjoyed our lives, you know what I mean? And I think that I'm a therapist, you know, during your divorce, when you wait, you know, <laughs> your kids are in college or your mom is driving you crazy, then fuck <laughs> out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you forget about it. And you forget about that. But th that listen, so then that's the treasure. Music. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yeah. Music, music, in, in reality, music brings everything together. I think that's the common, common understanding. And I think now it helps us, you know, transition to the segment that I have called the randoms, which is about 10 questions that I have okay. here, uh, dealing with dance, dealing with everything that will help myself get to know you and also the audience get to know you a little bit better. So all I need to know is when you are ready. I'm all ready. Right. All right. <laughs> Number one, favorite food. Seafood. Gotcha. Number two. If you were at a salsa social right now, we're talking post-COVID, things are good. If you could have one song to dance to, what would that song be? Anacaona. Mm. All right. Next question. This one actually ties into that. If you could have one lead dancer to dance with at a social right now, who would that be? My brother. Mm. 
I, had a, I already knew, I, in my mind, I already had that implant. I just wanted to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Number four, your dream vacation destination. Man, dream vacation destination. I want to go back to Israel. Mm, I definitely saw those photos. I know that was a great time. So, that was I number mean, one. that's the first trip of my life with Israel. Uh -huh. Number one. Shout out to Lior. So, yeah, perfect. Israel. All right, Israel. Number five. What? is your biggest pet peeve on the dance floor talking about social dancing what is something you really like ultimately dislike from someone you're dancing with what is a big pet peeve of yours when they're show trying to show off mm. you know it's hard being me man because <laughs> <laughs> first of all it's difficult because Numero uno, sometimes a guy might get nervous and his hands will shake a lot, you know? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I love me, you know? But um, when they cross back to lead me to the front of a crowd because they want to do something because yeah. they have a point. Listen, right? I don't like that. I don't like the type that type of attention. I Listen, I don't like attention. Yeah, you see me traveling and I've taught and I've developed that. Attention has never been a prospect. It's never been the reason. Yeah. My hair is right now is dark because I don't want to dye it because I don't want to, I don't want attention. I was going to dye it red. I was thinking about it yesterday. And then I said, <laughs> then I said, forget about it. Forget about it. I'm not. So when you're dancing with somebody, the experience has to be here. It's me, you, and the music. There's a threesome going on. Yeah. Pero cuando tú entras con tu ego or whatever you whatever's going on, man, because you know that's a scene, man. It's changed. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. I'm not the one you can do that with. Yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely understand. All right. Next question. Partner work or shines? Shines. Mm. Wow. Absolutely. I, I love that answer. Because... When you dance, you got to dance, dance, dance. Partner work, anybody could do it. And they don't have to love music. They don't have to understand what they're stepping to. And they just follow whatever, whatever. With, mm -hmm. When you're doing open shines, chacho, tú tienes que estar en la música, en la clave, on beat, heavy. Y ahí sale el baile de verdad. Open shine, baby. Next question. <laughs> what would be your superpower? What would be my superpower? Yes, if you had one. If I had one, I would like to disappear and pop up in on the beach somewhere. Yeah, like teleportation. You can go. You can go to Israel. You can go back to Singapore. You can go anywhere you want to go right now. Uh, yes, that's the one. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> All right. Next question is: If you could be at one social, what social would that be? Jimmy Anton's. 
Hey, big shout out to Jimmy Anton having Jimmy one of the Anton, I love you. He knows. Yes. Jimmy Anton socials, legendary, especially in New York City, going on yep. over 20 plus years. All right. Next yes. question, second to last question here. What is a special talent that many people wouldn't know you have? I can dance house music. Hey, all right. I, I might have to challenge you on that when I see you. Might have to have a little house with Frankie oh, boy, Knuckles battle. Boy, I'll house you. My sister was great at house music too, dancing house music. So mm. it just runs in the yeah, family. So yeah, yeah, but nobody knows because nobody plays house music. Yeah. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, it's just the, the different, uh, the crowd. Because this, you know, the house music is still prevalent, but it's not the same. Yeah. You it's know. House music. All right, so the last question here, and I love asking this because the answers are just crazy. I'm sorry, what were you saying? No, I said dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right, so... This is called the island question. And for you, I'll let you be on an island in Israel, if there are many of them or one of your favorite islands you could be on right now. But disclaimer, you have no Wi-Fi. What are three things that you would have with you? And I don't have Wi-Fi? Yes. I lived that already. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with two? I was on an island with no Wi-Fi. <laughs> What do you think? When I went to the beach, I was on Wi-Fi. No, I didn't have Wi-Fi. Oh. Perfect. So, so this yeah. must be an easy answer. Huh? I said this must be an easy answer then. What are three things you would have with you? Cannabis. Okay. Una cerveza. Medalla. Medalla. Ah, okay. O presidente. Either or. Okay. Don't discriminate. Uh, I like that. And that's it. Okay. That's it. What about a, a nice a nice book? Or you, no, I need a radio. Thing. Hold radio. on. But not even a yeah, radio. Yep, batteries. Double A batteries, please. Hey. D batteries. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I a love radio I love and a little cervecita. Been there, done that. <laughs> Oh, my God. Thank you, Senya, so much for doing the segment. And, and now it brings us to our conclusion of our talk tonight. And I, I would definitely say from start to finish, uh, the word that I really put is magic. Because seeing how your life has transformed from when you were younger to the situations you've been put in throughout your life, from those experiences and moments, whether it's Sabado Gigante, whether it's the trips to Israel, to Berlin, uh, and et cetera, and just seeing all the obstacles, again, that you've been able to go through, persevere from, is a real symbol of strength. Um, you being, honestly, a mentor to me, a teacher at one point, and from the little things you have done that have inspired so many uh, throughout your career, I really, again, this was a moment for me to be able to celebrate your success and everything you've been able to accomplish so far. But at least before we do go, I would love to know if you could give us some last few words, but also maybe any contact info on how people can reach you uh, 
pertaining to any future projects or classes you may have coming up? Okay, yeah. Um, I think Instagram is the best way. Facebook, it gets on my nerves a little bit, and I don't really yeah. go into it that much. Yeah. You know what I mean? The thing is that there's a lot of connections, whatever, on Facebook. Mm -hmm. But so I guess for business reasons, I use Facebook. Eh. But mm -hmm. on Instagram, I get a little bit more personal. Just yeah. uh, Yesenia, Y-E-S-E-N-I-A, to mm -hmm. all, T-O-A-L-L. Mm. Yesenia to all at Instagram or at Yesenia to all. Mm. And on Facebook, it's Yesenia Peralta Ortiz. Mm. And now nah, you guys can reach out to me, man. You know, I I love reading the messages. The messages, the crazy, like, mm. you know, I have messages coming from countries, Argentina, Spain. I've never been to those. You, you want to hear something crazy? I've been to Asia like three, four times. I never been to Latin America. I never been mm. to Colombia. I never been to Peru. I never been to Argentina. I never been. How? And all these people, I got so many messages and I'm like, oh my God, I got to go to Latin America. So believe me. All right. So take this last uh, message as a warning. God Almighty wants this pandemic stuff gets cleared and, you know, it's safe to travel again. Latin America's next on my free. It's just necessary. Mm. I, I never been to Cuba. You know, all this, all this, everything I got, and I ain't never even been to none of those places. And it's gonna end here. I wanna go to Peru. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Go go into deep into the roots of the music, you know, and the musicians. Yeah. That's it. That's life. You know, absolutely. Even here, before we go, Earl Rush showing some love to Yesenia here, saying how much he loves you. Um, and again, you know, Yesenia, I really appreciate having this time tonight to just have a great dialogue, have a great trip down memory lane, and giving a glimpse into your life because I know we, I don't feel you can fit your life into just one interview, and I definitely would love to have you on in the future. Um, doing this as well again, but even going a little bit more deeper, telling people what it was really like back in those times in Congress life, because it's definitely different nowadays, but it was people like you that paved that way, that allowed those opportunities to fall in place for the newer generation. So I definitely hope to have you on in the future, kind of laying those gems of knowledge definitely down. I'm over here thinking, because you mentioned Earl, Mm -hmm. We didn't talk a lot about this so much. Like I said, the different lanes were yeah. all happening at the same time, you know. And I feel like I forgot to, you know. I don't want to <laughs> um, it get it mucho, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Washington D.C., Washington D.C., that was my first, first, first time traveling before L.A. Yeah. D.C. Earl. So believe no. me. There's a lot of stories. We can start oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> at a time. <laughs> no, we're definitely, I definitely am excited to have you on in the future. And we're going to definitely go into more of those stories. But I really thank you again for giving me your time, allowing us thank again you. to just go through a glimpse of your life. And I appreciate you even more than ever. And I definitely hope, like you said, when 
things are safer and we're able to travel. I definitely want to see you again as well. Um, Cause I think the last time we saw each other was actually in New York Congress 2019. I remember seeing you in the, in the hallways, um, you know, with everybody from yeah. New Jersey, I remember that. So, I mean, again, Yesenia, I thank you. Uh, I thank the audience tonight, everyone that's been able to tune in. Uh, it's been a really amazing episode. Uh, you're here with me, Diamond Rivera, as well as Yesenia Parata. Uh, so I thank everyone again for tuning in. Hope everyone stays safe. And we'll definitely see you on the next episode. See you all, Hasta everyone. Thank you all <laughs> again and be safe.